Hey everybody, my name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. Although positioning was first published in 1980, its principles have direct impact for the success of your pharmacy today. As I said, a position is created in the consumer's mind and includes the feelings and perceptions they have about your business. A position not only includes a company's strengths and weaknesses, but it also takes into consideration the competition. So where are you at? What's your position in the minds of your customers? And more importantly, what's the position in the minds of your non-customers? That insight can be very valuable in helping determine what position you could or should be taking and will impact your overall marketing. One of the more challenging positions a company can have, which is what the pharmacy industry is dealing with significantly right now, is being perceived as a commodity. A commodity is a product or service that's interchangeable with others of the same type. And if your pharmacy is considered a commodity, there's no distinct difference between you and your competitors. You offer no distinct benefits. In short, it makes no difference to the consumer which business is chosen because they're all the same and the winner is usually the one with the lowest perceived prices. So how do we begin to break away from commodity concept? I believe that begins with your message strategy. So here's a quick question. Why should anyone come to your pharmacy instead of your competition? If you have an immediate and concise answer, congratulations. But if you're like most, you struggle a bit at answering it. So to help you answer this question and create a tool that can improve all of your communications, consider building your own message strategy. And that's what we're gonna cover now. Creating this messaging for your pharmacy will give potential and existing customers a clear understanding of the value you provide. Once written, you can refer back to this document. Your written message strategy can become a reference guide to guide and influence all of your marketing communications. I actually have some clients use it to help them prepare for speeches and presentations. So my favorite methodology to develop a message strategy is to answer a series of questions. To begin with, set aside an hour and answer these questions to the best of your ability. Again, bring in key staff since they're a vital part of delivering the promises you make. And you may need to come back to this document a few times to be sure your answers are appropriate and concise. I'm going to share with you a format and sample answers also from Value Mart Pharmacy so you can see this application working. You're going to need to customize this, obviously, for your pharmacy. But again, I thought it'd be helpful to share some answers, some examples from an existing client. There's 13 questions. And the first question is, who's our target market? which is the most important first question of any marketing campaign. And for this particular client, they were really in a very depressed area and their target market right now is lower income residents, primarily black and Hispanic. The next question in the message strategy is, why should people care? So their community yearns for respect and with it, we believe people will begin to understand how important a pharmacy can be to their family's health and well-being. And if you remember back to their vision, it's about improving the health of their community. And this is where vision and mission really become a foundation and then are inculcated in all your marketing. What are our goals? They had short-term goals, a number of scripts a day, and long-term script-a-day goals. But really, their goal is to provide the best customer service in the county, not just for a pharmacy, but for any business. Why are they unique? They provide respectful customer service and will continually invest to improve their business and the quality of the support they provide. So continuing education is vitally important. 
so what's our message? And you usually do this last, but it comes within the middle of the 13 question strategy. But their message is the value we bring to our community and ourselves goes beyond a transaction. Our pharmacy exists to empower a healthier community and be a role model for other local businesses. So what's their one word? If you had to pick one word, it's beyond. They're really looking to go beyond. Why should people believe us? By the positive and respectful interaction they have with our staff every time they visit their pharmacy. And that's an example of how something like this can be a tool with your staff, for example. You know, during employee reviews, tell us how you've been positive and respectful in your interactions and how you've done it every time. How do we want our customers to feel at ease, supported and comfortable? What do we want our customers to do to become empowered to make healthier decisions? So what's our aperture? Aperture is really a time or a place when people are most susceptible to your messaging. So their aperture is we will build significant front of house traffic with personal care products to bring in new prescription customers. Doctor detailing will bring in referrals from local physicians and their staff. We will provide senior education at long-term care facilities and we will be active and supportive in community events. What's the lingering doubt, which is after you may have told someone your story, what might be in the back of their minds? Well, for them, it was, why are they helping me? What's the catch? What's their tone? Positive, sympathetic, rejuvenating, a breath of fresh air, not a pity party. And finally, how will the company live the brand? And Brian does that by never stopping his innovation. They make small positive changes to their business that eventually make a long-term impact. And they energize a renewed customer focus. And they keep it real. And they're actively and visibly supporting our community in, in everything they do. So as I said, another valuable use for message strategy is for HR. You can use this when hiring new employees, when conducting staff reviews. You can ask your employees for examples of how they deliver these promises to your customers. And be on the lookout every day when your staff meets these standards and reward them, make them a hero. More than just words on paper, your message strategy is a way to clarify the value you get in exchange for your customer's business and will provide ongoing support for all your marketing now and in the future. When I've talked a lot in the past, the first thing I've tried to dispel is, well, my patients won't pay for it or insurance won't pay for that thing because pharmacists still don't get paid for cognitive services. We're still in the battle for that. And I've embraced the cash model. I've learned from you. I've learned from others. I'm not waiting for the insurance model. I actually don't care if the insurance model comes, except we might get more access. So tell people a little bit about how you built two seven-figure businesses off dispelling the myth that your patients won't pay for it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I want to be totally transparent. Not everyone's going to pay for it. Okay. And that comes to everything. Not everyone's going to go to the Apple store and buy the most amazing computer that they just released. Not everyone's going to go to the Porsche dealership and buy a car that has multi-decade heritage of winning the Grand Prix or winning racing events. So that's okay. We've got to decide who we're for and who we're not for. So we can't base our value on people who don't share the same values as we do. So we have to recognize that there's going to be a percentage of people that want the best, that are looking for somebody who has this paradigm approach. And there's going to be people that want whatever is cheap or whatever is free. They don't even care if it kills them. So that's the first thing that we have to realize is we're not for everybody. If you think you're for everybody and you try to sell your services to everybody or sell what your paradigm is to everybody, you're going to be grossly 
disappointed. Okay, so that's first and foremost, is we have to set our expectations correctly, that we are, for the right person, we are priceless. For the wrong person, we are worthless. And once you recognize that, then it makes the next few steps so much easier. So the thing I always explain to people is about using a car as an analogy, or even using your home insurance as an analogy. Listen, if your house burns down or is burning down, calling the fire department doesn't cost you anything. It's covered by your taxes. If you have homeowner's insurance, they're going to help you rebuild your house. But none of those, the government is not going to help you improve the quality of your house. They're not going to install a new kitchen for you. Your home insurance isn't going to retile your bathroom or paint your wall for you and make the home more comfortable to live in and make it better than you found it. They're not going to do anything like that. In fact, they're only going to help you when the house is completely in tatters and completely destroyed then they're going to come in and help you. And they're not going to make it better than you. They're going to bring it back to where it was before it burned down, right? Or before it was flooded. Same thing with your car. There's some people that will buy a $180,000 Porsche. And the first place they go to is the tuner. And they'll spend another 20 grand and they'll add another 100 horsepower to get the most out of that vehicle. Or there's somebody who doesn't know how to responsibly drive that car will wrap it around a pole and take it to the mechanic or the auto body shop. And guess what? The insurance is going to cover that, but nobody wants that. Like, it's great that we have insurance. It's great that we have this, you know, financial backup plan. If stuff goes wrong, if we make a mistake or there's an accident that takes place, but they're not going to give you a car that's any better than the one that was wrapped around the pole. So they're going to take you back to whatever your baseline is. And that's fair. I think that's a fair contribution to your journey towards health and healing. But you have to realize that if you want better for yourself, then you've got to think like that person that takes the car to the tuner. You've got to think like that person that has homeowner pride, who landscapes their yard, who renovates their home, who upgrades their living environment. You've got to apply those same principles to your health. And here's what I've learned, Josh, is that The most valuable investment that has the biggest ROI that we could ever make is in ourselves. And there's nothing more important for us to invest in than ourselves. And that's the type of person that I want to work with. Listen, if you want to scrape by in life, then I'm not for you. That's not my goal. I don't know how to live that way. I don't know how to think that way. We're never going to connect. We're never going to see eye to eye. But if you want to explore what life has to offer and live your life to its fullest potential so that you can be the gift of the cosmos that you are, be a gift to your community, be a gift to your family, be a role model for your children and all the generations that follow after you and leave and live a legacy, then I'm the person for you. So I'm not for everybody. I can't be for everybody. I want everyone to win, but they've got to want to win first. And as a guide and as a coach, they're going to be the ones winning the championship. I'm going to be on the side cheering them on and finding their blind spots and helping them see what they can do better and doubling down on their gifts. But if they want to win, it's up to them. So in a patient-centered model of healthcare, it's not a passive objective to be healthy. You're actively engaged, right? I'm not doing surgery on you where you're just laying there under anesthesia and I'm going to do all the work and you're going to wake up and magically this problem is gone. Now, that's not how life works. But if you want to explore the boundaries of human consciousness, of your physical possibilities, of what it means to show up and bloom as you fully can, then I'm the right person for you. So it really starts by really knowing what our worth is, really understanding who we want to work with, recognizing that we're not for everybody, 
And I even tell people, listen, if my competition, I don't even call it competition because it's a totally different mindset, right? A tuner doesn't compete with a mechanic. A tuner is not in competition with an auto body shop. So I'm not in competition with the free healthcare system that's out there because that healthcare system can only help you when you're sick. And every single thing that they do would make a healthy person sick. So they'll never get you as healthy as you can be. And they certainly won't help you live life to its fullest potential. That decision is based on us. I mean, think about it. There's people that go to the doctor that feel terrible, that are told everything is normal and nothing is done for them for years upon years upon years. That same person can come to me. I don't have to do any labs. I don't do any scans. I can ask them 10 questions and I can give them tools and strategies and methodologies that will get them feeling better within days in measurable ways, things that they can do to measure would be the wearable technology, for example. So there is people that are looking for this. In fact, many of us operate this way under this paradigm in other areas of our life. I know that you're probably into upgrading your home periodically. I know you're probably into upgrading other areas of your life, maybe landscaping project, maybe a kitchen renovation, maybe you know taking your car to the tuner or even washing your car, right? The insurance doesn't cover, you know, me detailing my car, me take getting an oil change, me getting, you know, doing routine maintenance on it, and certainly it's not going to cover taking those things to the next level. So it's really about shifting the way we present what we have to offer to people and recognizing that we're not for everybody and we can't be for everybody. It's nobody can be for everybody. Even the current healthcare system isn't for everybody and nobody wants that. I tell my clients, listen, if you could go see every single doctor in our free healthcare system and every single person you see will only give you something to make you sicker. Your ceiling for what your health capacity is will only decline over a period of time. They're not going to make you healthier. That's not even their objective. A firefighter's objective isn't to rebuild your house and make it better than they found it. It's to prevent it from burning to the ground. And I'm grateful that they're there. But when I need to rebuild my house and if I want to make it better than it was before, I need somebody who has a contractor's mindset or a handyman's mindset who can come in and make things work the way they're supposed to or better than they were when they found them. Do what you love, love what you do, then it's not work, right? I don't associate my personal and professional life. They're kind of mixed because I just wake up and I do what I love. You know, it's awesome. And you've helped us with that. There's probably a ton of pharmacists. We've thrown out that word EOS. I could tell people what it is. We've adopted it, but I want to hear it from the expert. Give people a little bit of a scenario of this process that you put people through called EOS. Yeah. So EOS is an operating system for entrepreneurs. And there's a book called Traction out there that is a fantastic book. And it's really just a simplified way to run your business where it talks about like the six components that every business needs, whether it's people or process or finance or numbers or whatever. And it's basically just the structure. And they take your super long business plan and they put it on a couple pieces of paper and they help you really identify like, what's the vision? Where are you going? Who are you and what do you do? And then it just as a way to organize the company, to focus on what's important, to make sure the long-term vision becomes a reality. So that would be like the car, the engine of a car, because you have to have the right engine. And then in EOS, it talks about the visionary and the integrator. And those are like the two people that should run a business. The visionary, typically owner, CEO type, where they're coming up with new ideas and they're thinking about what's next and they're building great relationships and all kinds of fun stuff. But then there's the integrator, the one that's running the day-to-day. 
That's making sure the product's getting delivered. The service is great. The customers are happy. Sales and marketing and finance are all working together. So you got EOS, which is like the engine, but then you got the driver of it, which would be the visionary and the integrator, because those are the two that are driving that thing down the road. And you have to have both because if you got a great engine, but you don't have a great driver, you're going to crash. And if you got a great driver, you don't have an engine, you're not going to get anywhere. So you have to have kind of both. And for me, it starts with a visionary integrator and making sure you have both of those people in your organization that can take care of the day-to-day, but then also can take care of kind of the futuristic type of opportunities that are out there. Yeah. And I think we've gone through that process. The love to do stuff for me is visionary stuff. It's maintaining those high-end relationships. It's talking to the right people and coming up with the great ideas. And the opposite is that COO operating person, Jenny, does it well for us. It took time for us to establish that relationship and to make sure that our roles were clear And it's not always the owner that trumps the decision-making because I might have this weird view of the company, but she's in the ground and the boots and running the thing. And the integrator is really the Prozac for visionaries. They kind of put the brakes on a little bit because we could get a little wild with our ideas and go too much too fast. Your company's called Legacy 412. You specialize in that visionary integrator relationship building and building that out. Tell us a couple of stories that you have that's really yeah. helped people in that space. Yeah, a lot of times we go into a business where they don't have an integrator, where they don't have that person that's running the day-to-day where the visionary might be doing that. And we help the visionary or the owner of the business decide, who do I need? What type of personality traits am I looking for? What types of skill sets I'm looking for? And we've done that. We had a client, his name was Bo, and he had a business that he did financial planning. And he was doing everything, but he was like the face of the organization. He was a visionary. He was a connector. He knew everybody. He had all kinds of ideas. He was great at producing content and getting people excited about stuff, but he didn't want to do all the paperwork and the back office stuff and the execution of the service. And he was great at selling, but he didn't love the execution side of it. So we just went in there and we decided, all right, what are the three or five things that he should be doing? with the majority of his time. And that was like creating content, learning new things and delivering that content to his target market. And then we wrote a list of all the other things that need to be done in the organization that he didn't want to do. And he wasn't great at. And then we built out a role and it was really an operations manager slash integrator. And that person was the one that made sure that the clients got the service and everything that we promised got delivered on time. And as a result, he got out of the day-to-day stuff. He was able to spend more time producing content and making big relationships and driving the business forward. More leads came in, more deals got closed, and then the service got fulfilled. So that's one example. And maybe another one, I went into a family business where one of the gentlemen just wanted out. He didn't want to work 40, 50 hours a week anymore in the business. And he still loved the business, but he really was tired of it because he was doing things he didn't like to do. We organized in the company. I came in and asked some really tough questions, really understood where they wanted to go and what they wanted this business to provide. And we built the business to serve their life rather than them serving their business. And the one gentleman ended up finding a dream role in his company, doing things that he actually loved to do that made an impact for the business. And he no longer wanted to leave because he was spending his time doing things that really moved the needle. And then we found other people to come in and do the things that he was doing, really wasn't even good at. 
and it was holding the company back. And that freed up his time to go generate more revenue. And that revenue came in and paid the person to do that job. And that's what I feel is a lot of visionaries are not ready to make the leap of hiring quality people or hiring quality people that could come in and ask them some questions. They're just trying to do it all on their own. And life's tough. And it's really tough if you're trying to figure it all out on your own. So it's sometimes good to have somebody come in and with a different perspective. Yeah. And I think that's a key piece. One thought that came to mind is we usually have stories in our head, right? And so a lot of the times when we start trying to delegate these things, like I've found massive opportunity for employees to step up to things that they really love to do that I never would have thought. I can't stand the minutia of data and all the little details. That's just not who I am. I love the big type stuff. But Jenny and my data guy, Robert, they could sit all day looking at the little fine pieces. What you really find is what you don't love to do. There's someone that does love to do it. There is someone that loves accounting and bookkeeping. It ain't me, but somebody really, really loves numbers, right? And so finding those people and letting them work their zones of genius, that's a beautiful thing. I do think it's important to know, and this is part of where I think a lot of business owners and myself have made mistakes, is not hiring people to guide you through these processes soon enough. Having the mentor or the professional that's been there, done that, always serves me well from an ROI perspective because you're compressing time and resources when you're hiring that professional. Like when we hired you as the coach, because you can do it on your own. You can employ EOS on your own and you could read a book and DIY, but you're going to go through all the same mistakes that everybody else went through. So I love where you said that, like, it's really important for folks. For me, it's not like trust us. It's like, hey, Hire someone to do it to save you time and energy so you can go do more. I think that's important to know. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.